Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Billy Moore podcast. And today's special guest is a former super middleweight champion, Tony Quigley. Thanks for having me on. How are you, Tony? So tell us a little bit about yourself because you're more than just a boxer. You've, you know, what was it like growing up? You know, where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm from Kirby. Um, grew up in and around fighting from the age of four. Um, basically started off in, in in the martial arts karate, following my dad. My dad was a uh, was into his karate back then, and um, so also went from there. Went through the the, the karate scene. Uh, first competition I went into. I was four years of age, and uh, I was too young to enter because I was t- I think it was under tens. So we, uh, I started crying, and he went, "Okay, we'll let you go in," but you know, told the lad to take it easy on me. I think he was 10 and 4 yeah. and the first thing I did was jump up and punch him in the face and got disqualified <laughs> so that was my my uh, introduction to fighting really 4 years old fighting a 10 year old yeah yeah, and, and then punched him and then I remember getting picked up by the referee and like everyone was laughing and like I got took off the mat and got given back to my mum <laughs> was that like shoulder gun shoulder can yeah. crazy yeah. yeah I think that was uh, like uh, the rave back in the day really. yeah like sh- Keon Kata yeah that was the first one your white belt wasn't yeah, it Keon yeah. Kata yeah, but like my dad was a, uh, my dad wasn't mentioned in the Kumite side, the fighting side of it. He was just mentioned fellas, like leaving them on. I've never known so many ambulances to need to turn up to a sports centre when my dad was fighting. In the end, he asked them to stop competing Did when he, uh, he had someone on his nose turned inside out on a family charity <laughs> event. <laughs> Did he, what's his name, you know, your dad, did he, was, did you inspire to be your dad, did he, was he a role model, was he something that you wanted to, to be? Uh, I was terrified of him. You was? I was terrified of my dad, I was terrified, he was the most scariest thing in my life, I was absolutely terrified of him, Every everything, I obviously loved him, but I was more, I think I was more, at that age, from, from a child right up to a man where I was able to con- feel like I could control my own mental side of myself. Yeah. I've always, my dad's always had that thing over me, like this thing where... It's mad that, isn't it? Because yeah. my dad had the same hold over me. Even yeah. when I, was, I grew up and I was a big man, and he was like, he looked he looked old and, you know, quite vulnerable. I was still scared. Yeah, well, even now, everything I do, I, I like, I, I, I want to look... I, I, I look to phone my dad and almost get, like, a recognition thing off him. Mm. Even now, I'm, like, a father of four myself. Yeah. And it's, it's always been that thing with him because he was... He, he ruled with a bit of an iron fish, my dad as well. Um, I, I was an 80s baby you do something wrong you get cracked don't you yeah. do you know what I mean so like not, not, not like these days where yeah. you know you can't answer you can't answer your kids back but yeah. I used to just if, 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 if I'd done something wrong or something that wasn't to, to, to me that's liking you just get chinned yeah I remember growing up and having the same feeling you couldn't answer your mum back you couldn't no. you know it was just um, not like it is today no it's, it's, it, it, the kids don't realise how lucky they have it do they no no it's, um, so Introductions of fighting, you know, from the age of four. Did you enjoy it and want to continue? Obviously, you must have. Yeah, I loved fighting. Um, I loved fighting right through, uh, through karate. And then I think about seven or eight, I start eight maybe. I started. My dad used to train in uh, the old Kirby Stadium. Used to uh, pad all the uh, boxers, all his mates at the time who we, mm. who we worked with on the doors and that. So uh, I used to come, and in between the rounds, I used to jump in with my gloves on and just like box. So I was doing that for a bit and then got into it. Uh, I loved it at first, but then when it goes from fun to very serious, as soon as you start having your your amateur fights and you it's, it's a win-lose situation then. So it goes from you loving the sport to 
anxieties and worrying about getting beat, worrying about letting your dad down, you know, that type of thing. It was, I liked it, but the thought of losing and what could have come from me losing was... The consequences, just, yeah. Yeah, because my dad didn't really, like, didn't take me, like, not that I lost much, I'll be honest with you, but mm. when I did lose, it's it, it sort of like... Never know, enough. No, but it wasn't that. My dad didn't really know how to how to deal with with watching Lost. his son lost. So he sort of like took her out on me, and I was like, he made me know that I let him down, and and I I, I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it because yeah. it was good that it. it was it was a weird situation. It was sort of like you know, if you win, it'd be great. If you're on your way home, like you you'd be terrified, thinking you only get chins when you come through yeah. the door. But I had to say, I always share it. Like my first experience of getting in the ring and, and telling me dad that I was having a fight was he said to me, "If you don't knock him out in the first round, I'll knock you out." <laughs> was right? That no was pressure. That, no, there was no pressure. That was it. And I remember it was in Waterloo, the new Montrose, and um, there was a kid in the scene, and I walked over and said, "Mate, I'm going to smash you to pieces." And I didn't knock him out in the first round, but I stopped him. And I had a ref-stop contest in a second. Yeah. And um, I was still, you know, the anxiety yeah. going home. And, and he said, did you do it? Did you knock him out? And I went, no, but I stopped him in the, in the, in the second. And I knew he, he was... You, you won and you, yeah. you, you got, you've got the stoppage. You would be happy. Yeah. It was enough for him. But at the time, it wasn't, you know, for me. Yeah, I so. think that's the thing with us, though. Like, you sound, you sound like you've been on a similar journey to me where... You didn't. I stopped boxing for myself. I st- I was boxing for me dad. Yeah. I was boxing to to to. I was sort of like you know, like a dog does something and it comes up and looks at you, looking for that recognition, the pat yeah. on the head. I become the that. I become yeah. that kid. I, everything I done was to try and impress me dad and me get that that. I wanted me dad to turn around to me and and let me know that I've done well. Yeah. And it sort of that controlled me my childhood to be honest with you, which took away from me fun of me me fun of of being well, a teenager. It, it, it affects your self esteem, on it growing up. It affects yeah. your your own personal confidence. It's it for me. It was like um, always seeking that approval and and wanting to be liked and loved and. You know. I I don't think I'm fully past it. No. Even now, I think it's something that it's inside me. If you want me, if don't point, and be with you to be honest, I mean, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, I think it's something that's been. I'm 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 always looking for. Someone to tell me I'm doing okay. Even now, I'm even now 37 this year. I've yeah. got me four kids, and I'm always like, if I do something, I like, I need to be reassured that I'm doing well. I don't know whether it's because I've been I've been coached all my life, yeah. And, I've, and the coach always tells you when you do good or bad, or it's like now, like when you get left, when once you finish boxing, you get left to your own devices. You're still looking for that recognition of someone telling me you're going in the right way or you're doing the right thing or you're doing something wrong. It's it's sort of. It, it, I sort of shouldn't need it, but it's something that I, I, I can't help to look for, look for. Yeah, it's a big um, it's 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 a big factor in it. Once once it's over, it's over. You know, where do you go from there? And just you just the door gets slammed in your face, and that's it. One minute you can walk through. And anyone knows me, I'm not about this, but yeah. you can walk through town. People that want to photograph with you. You you can go to a restaurant. Someone might recognise you. You can get a table when no there was no tables to like people just walk past you or or just you just become five, that, that five minutes of fame's disappeared and you yeah. come to just a, a normal person and, and I don't know if it's just me mentally but I believe that people look at you in a different way if they're not genuine people they look at you in a different way and they'll yeah. step over you to get to the next person which I think everyone's experienced a bit of yeah, that yeah um, but we do live in a doggy dog world yeah it's like I remember Frank Maloney saying to me when I, when I used to I used to manage me he went I'll step over you to get to the winner I thought well, at least you said that to me face I can handle that yeah. it's the ones you thought were genuine 
the Shinshay. Well, I can't say Frank Maloney now. It's, it's, it's Kelly, isn't it? But you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> he was Frank at the time. Uh, he what's it called? Uh, the, the genuine ones who I thought were there. Well, they all you know, they all disappeared along with everything else. That See, I oh, that's what they say. Like like boxing is a lonely sport, and it? it's at the end of the day, uh, it's a lonely sport. And I think you'd have to be a bit sad. To, to, no, to, <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely do. You have to, to be a bit sad to dedicate your whole life to something, which is not a yeah. not a definite. You, you you get in the ring and like you you do your camp and yeah you're hating it. Well, you can enjoy it at times, but most of the time you're hating it. All your mates are going out and there's you know you discipline in it. Dis- dis- yeah. discipline there, and then you, you you everything you do is for that hand raise at the end of the comp of the fight. Then you have a week off. You enjoy it, and then straight back to being back in the gym again, yeah. two to three times a day. Was the money good? Um, not as good as it was now. No, it's. Just... Uh, I I I started off on a decent contract with Frank Warren. Um, it was like to me, Paul Smith, Danny Matthews. But I think we all had similar contracts at the time, and then we. And then I sort of it wasn't happening with Frank Warren, and to be honest with you, it was my own fault as well because. I, this is where my private life started coming into it and I started yeah. becoming a man and started and then there's probably every male who, who's, who's had a talent whether it's football or boxing most of the time their heads get turned by nightlife and women don't they yeah, and that yeah. was sort of my thing at the time I started sensation yeah well I got on the doors at a very young age and I had women offering you know it is what it is right? and women yeah. women women there and I sort of like I've been from like Almost so gym, romance. Gym. It's like romance and finance getting away, don't well, they? Well, exactly. It was like just it was just like gym, 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 gym. Then next minute I'm on on the doors three or four nights a week, and I'm seeing things that like I didn't know existed. You know, things are happening in front of my eyes, which mm-hmm. like from a young lad's point of view, I probably should never have seen and done and been around after things have been around at that age. And I do yeah. think that affected me growing up into being a more of a mature man. Yeah. Because. Uh, you, you start struggling trusting people and everything then because you're seeing how people act in certain ways and certain... Yeah, do you know what? That, that That is a big one for me, you know, like the loyalties and, and trust issues. You know, and I've always been like a like, like a lone, looking solitude kind of person who's travelled through life just doing his own thing. You know, because I've had relationships which have turned yeah. sour, you know, friendships that have never been real. So yeah, I get the uh, I get the uh, the mis- mistrust in there. It's just it's just, it's it's just something that you, you've I try and change myself because you've got you've got to trust people. But I, I think when you've been a professional boxing, you've got everyone phoning your phone to yeah. no one phoning your phone. It's mad, that, isn't it? I, I, and then you've got but it was me. I was never a mixer. I was a bit like yourself. I've yeah. like. I've never been on the scene and I've never been involved in, in, in a certain type of group of people. Yeah. I've just been myself. I could walk through situations and every every group could have a problem with each other and I could walk through and they're onto everyone. Because yeah. I've never, I've never, I've just always barely never been. Never took sides with anyone. No, I'm just yeah. me. I'm just me. And like, and like I said, if, and I, I've, I've always stood by it. I'm, if someone's good to me and looks me in the eye and shakes me hand, I, I even doesn't matter. I'll always do it back to them. It's just a, yeah. it's just the way I am. I'll never take sides unless, unless, it, it involves me. Yeah, there's always that one, isn't there? There's you know, the resentments that some people have with some people, and you go, you know, I've had mates that go, I don't like him, and, and, and there's mates that go, well, I don't like him now, just because you don't like him. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not liking someone because your mate doesn't like him, he doesn't get on with him. But then he could be the best 
fucking person you've ever met. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's just there are always situations like that. Mis- mis- I think it's called mis- misguided loyalty, isn't it? What I like to do in them situations, I like to just stop and just say, well, I disagree with you. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think you're out of order and I think you're right on this one. And I'll tell them my points and I'll try to put them out of it. Yeah. And I'll have nothing to do with it. Do you know what I mean? Just choose. Have an on. independent view on Don't it. Don't start yeah. being funny with me if I'm talking to him and vice versa because I'm not involved in your little petty arguments. It's not, yeah. it's not something I'm interested in. So growing up, like the, the boxes that come out of Kirby, Paul Ocho, you were around, was he around? Yeah, about there? yeah um, Paul. Paul lived on the same estate as me, mum and dad. Conti? Yeah, John Conti was a bit older. Mm. Um, I was I've, I've, Most of the time I've seen him, it was at the awards, like the Nosley Awards or... Yeah. You know, after dinner speeches and stuff like that. But another great fighter. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ocho was like, like I was growing up and I was an 80s kid in the ring, boxing, you know, 88, 86, 86 going forward. You, know, you had the likes of Leon Spinks and, you know, Mike Tyson and, and Bone Crusher. Everyone was, you know, that, that was boxing back in yeah. the day. Roberto was around Leonard, yeah. you know, that Marvin Agler, Haynes. Yeah. That was an error that you can't, you know, you'd, you'd never get back compared to what's going on today. It's like... Well, for like for example, recently, you know, the likes of like Mayweather and, and this YouTuber, it's just absolutely ridiculous that, you know, they, they can, I don't know what it would be. Do you know what? I, I've got two ways of looking at this. I'm a boxing purist and I think he had no right to fight Mayweather because people dedicate their whole lives for that one fight with Mayweather to yeah. make them. But at the same time, He's when I made 20 million and Mayweather's made 100 and odd million. Exactly, it's all money, uh, it's, it's an old brainer, really, at the end of the day. Someone turned around, <laughs> around to you and said, right, Billy, six weeks' time you can fight Floyd Mayweather. You're not going to go, well, no, because I feel bad on the boxing purist. You're <laughs> yeah. going to go, right, my family's shorted. <laughs> I'm in the ring. I don't blame them. I don't yeah. like it, yeah. but I don't blame them either. Yeah, that's, it's, it is. You don't have to like it, but you, you, like you said, you can blame them. Money's... You can't go through life trying to please everyone, can no. you? No. Uh, no. And that's one thing I've learned as I've got older. It's, in, it's impossible to please everyone across the board. If you're pleasing one person, it's not going to please the other person. And that's just something you just got to concentrate on yourself and your family. So what was your boxing career like? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I had quite a successful boxing career. You know, boxed for England. Well, yeah, I started boxing at 11, my first official boxing fight at 11. And... Uh, I think I had I won three national titles, got to something like six or seven finals, um, boxed for England 30, 40 times, uh, won loads of international golds, won the Junior Olympics, Brandenburg Cup, I was the only boxer to win the Brandenburg Cup, won multi-nations in Italy. And I, I, I quite as an amateur. As an amateur, yeah. I got onto the Olympic squad, um, I was getting paid by the lottery funding. So I had a good, a good amateur career and I got to the stage. I think the last season as a pro, I had 24 fights, won 24, won th- two national titles, won three international goals, something like that. And I think I stopped more than half of them or knocked more than half of them out on, on boxing for England. I was quite... That was me me being at my best. I'd ne- I was never, I've never been at my best as a professional boxer. Yeah. I went downhill. Um, it was just my own fault, really. Did you ever fight any of the Cubans? No. Never, I sparred a Cuban, mm. um, but I never fought a Cuban. And I used, I, they were known like where they well, at the time. We the, at the time now, England's caught right up, like yeah. we are no less than like Cuba, Ukraine, 
young lads. You, you, like, they, rush they, never, they, never, they never produced any professionals, did they, Cuba? I don't think yeah. they were allowed to. No. I don't think they were allowed to. I don't think it was... Um, That's why everyone was so good as an amateur. Well, yeah, I got told stories that, like, someone would go, for instance, like, they were all on camping, just going for a glass of water, and they'd be a speedboat taking them straight over to Miami, they'd turn pro. You know, that's how they had to work. I don't think they were allowed to be a professional fighter in in, in that uh, at that time. I don't even don't even know now about it to be honest yeah, with you. It's a bit of an odd one, like, yeah. isn't it? But he did perform well in the Olympics all the time, didn't he? I've I've met I've met the two main ones, um the two big super heavyweights. Who were they? Was Savon, was it? Felix Savon was one Felix of them. Savon, and yeah. the other one. Uh, I met them in Cuba, I was boxing in the Worlds in Cuba and I remember seeing them thinking, Wow. Watch them like win Olympic medals, yeah. And like they were, uh, they, had, they had an order about them. It's nice that, and you notice something like that, yeah. They had an order about them, and you could they come in and you were like, you just that, like that calm, cool aura, you know, like the, I yeah. just thought, yeah. Uh, how did how did your, um, your professional career go? Um, you said it went downhill, yeah. My professional, my professional career went uh, as I become a, prof- a professional fighter, I become a doorman, yeah. So it doesn't really go hand in hand, to be honest with you. So and Jimmy was the same, ain't he, Jimmy and Eddie? Yeah, well, there was loads of fighters like Gary Ryder was another one. Yeah, to be Gary's a good, yeah, and solid. Yeah, and, and and there's a lot of fighters um, who, who just goes to show that like it, it didn't pay the bills, did it? I could have been really good. Going off what I achieved, I could have been really good. All it was was just basic domestic title yeah. challenge. And and to be honest with you, I got that out of out of being in the right place at the right time. I'd have never thought Tony Dodgson for the British title if Brian McGee never pulled out in the Echo Arena and he yeah. needed someone to help sell tickets and make a fight out of it. So so I, that was the, the Battle of the Mersey, was it? Yeah, it, was, was, it, was it the Cock of the Dark? No, Battle of the Mersey or something like that it was called. But I'd have never got that opportunity. I was supposed to be fighting for an English title against um, a Brendan Ingle fighter, I think. And I got a phone call. I was in my mate, I was in my mate's sweet shop uh, helping him save. It wasn't working. I was just, you know, you just go in and just be a pest. Yeah. And um, I remember getting a phone call saying, "Do you want to fight for the British title?" I was like, "Of course I did." Never went past six rounds before, and uh, I was a good. In all honesty, if I had my career again, I, I probably would fight for for a title again. Because you can never say no. But I wasn't ready to be a British champion at the time. I was still learning my trade very much, and I was still. I wasn't really dedicated to what I was doing either. What was that fight like with, like, with Tony Dodson? Because Tony, I've, done, I've had Tony on before, and Tony's uh, he's had a great career as well, hasn't well, it he? Depends if you ask Tony Dodson or you ask me, doesn't he? <laughs> I'll ask you then. <laughs> well, I stopped him, didn't I? So yeah. it doesn't matter what he says. No, only person. No way. Uh, I thought I said, do you know what? I come out and. Um, but leading up to this fight was dead bizarre because yeah. he's, he's such a nice lad. Yeah. Like leading up to the fight, uh, Dave Caldwell came into us and went, "Listen, uh, it was in Carragher's bar. He went, you're going to have to start arguing, you know, or doing something because you're being too nice." And me and him were in front of each other in the street, going, "Well, you can say it first. And I went, "Well, I'm not calling you because I like you. You can call me first. Yeah. So there was nothing of it. And then he said something like, "You know, he's a good kid." And out of being out of him saying he's a good kid, which is just the way we talk yeah. won't you just call me a boy <laughs> so yeah. and just we just started having an argument from that and that's it just creates a bit of drama but yeah. then even on the way and I was like at the day before the fight we were on the phone and I was saying I'm like just like people don't know this but like oh you're alright and he's giving me advice and he's, he's just a dead nice lad he's like just enjoy it blah 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 and, and obviously he's very confident he, he was saying with David Day he was in great shape Yeah, I was just an uncomfortable fighter who wasn't really at the time, I wasn't really dedicated. I just got offered an opportunity, mm. and uh, I th- 
first first since second round I ate them and I thought I had them gone lack of experience when I punched myself out yeah. and then I said absorb a lot of uh, Tony Dodson's punches for a few rounds and then he punched himself out and then I got my second win and I ended up stopping him That's and it, the rest is history simple yeah, as that isn't it yeah. uh, there's one thing that sticks into me fight one of his crowd I always say this I'm fighting him two things I get it with a shot I left hook I think I was, I was on the rugs by where my corner is my dad and I down there I get it and you just see people going ooh and because it didn't hurt me I just remember walking thinking but that didn't hurt me but my head spun yeah. and the second one one of his crowd went he's only a fat quaver yeah. <laughs> and that hurt me feelings like I'm a fat quaver <laughs> is, this, is this what you could hear in the crowd thought, yeah that's what I could hear doing the two things that like, he's only a fat quaver stuck in my head and that's always made me laugh because okay, sometimes you just you just don't hear nothing, do you? It's just it's just noise, isn't it? Yeah, I, I struggled with the uh, concentration. I struggled with concentration. But in the fights itself, in the fights, I was more con- I was able to concentrate more with Sodson than I was with Paul. When I fought Paul, I was just, just Paul Smith is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah when I fought Paul, um, Paul Smith, I was just struggling with content. I was pulling tongues at people, not because I was being that, but I heard them what they were shouting, and a lot of the people, it was hard with me. And, Paul Moore because Tony Dodson was older than me. He was gone and by the time but like when I was a schoolboy, Paul was like the the boy coming through Liverpool at the time. So I was like yeah. coming through the The ranks. The ranks and he had always be looking up and it'd always be the likes of him and, and, and that above me. And he was they, they fought, didn't he, Tony and Paul Smith? Yeah, they fought yeah. after me. After you, was it? Yeah, they fought after me. Was um, that a, so what was the fight like with with, with Paul Smith? How was that? that? Well, I didn't want. I didn't want to fight on the date I got given because I had to have an operation on my shoulder, um, and I wasn't ready to fight. I'm left-handed, and I had my shoulder done, yeah. and I wasn't ready. Warren knew this. Warren phoned Tony Dodson. So, 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 Tony phones me and goes, "Tony, I've been told you're pulling out this fight. Let me know so I've got the best possible chance to to get ready." And went, Paul, hey, Tony, I'm not pulling out this fight. Yeah. Well, two reasons: one, I was going to pay great money, and two, I. I young ego I needed someone around me to go no I don't care about your ego you're not ready to fight uh, if you look at me fight my timing and distance and everything so because I couldn't spar properly yeah. because of my shoulder I had to train with my arm in a sling with a gel pack on it and not throw my main shot so um, just it, uh, so it wasn't the best no well the fight was a bit of an uh, anti-climax to be honest with you the build up like we were arguing with each other and it was a bit childish and you know and all that but I think it's because we were so close growing up like me him and my dad and his dad like I was Steve most around Stephen so me and Stephen shared the room everywhere we went boxing for England we'd be on the train together all the weekends you know going to Crystal Palace and if you went like me, my mum uh, sorry my dad and Paul went over to Denmark to watch us fight you know so we were close. It's uh, difficult seeing it when it's like Mersey Shards of Liverpool and you Yeah, especially when you grew up with each other and like uh, and, and, and then you gotta fight each other. And then what happened was I got brought into this like, oh Paul said this about you, Paul said that about you, and John, because you're young and a bit fiery. Well, I'm not I'm what John, you start biting a little bit, don't you? I should have just went and what? Yeah. Now it's easier to say because I've matured, but, yeah, the, yeah, but at yeah. the time I was hot and fiery and and, and It's sensitive, aren't we, when we when we were at the kind of well, stage in our life he was a DJ in the nightclubs and I was a doorman in nightclubs and like yeah. we were on the night scene and it was like similar people around each other and it was you know for every time again I'd, I'd, I'd conduct myself in a, in a different way but yeah but you, you know, sold off the Echo Arena and, and we made money out of it do you know what I mean and, I, and, I, and I've got me you know I've, I've boxed in the Echo Arena for titles twice which not many people can say they've done No. so how many fights professionally did you have uh, I don't even know I think I was only had about 17 you know 17 yeah 
Still a lot though, isn't it? Yeah, seventeen. But, Some but, people are winning titles at that. At well, the, I won my British title, a title of fourteen fights. Yeah. Which, which again, which like not many, many people do. When you look at my records, I was um, I, I was really, I just got given an opportunity, and sometimes you just go for it, don't yeah. you? And don't get me wrong, it it, 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 it gave me a good chance to to, to have that. Not like I'm not really a month for fame, but give me that chance to feel what it was like. Do you know what I mean? To get noticed and to be noticed, noticed yeah. for someone to ask you for a photograph or an autograph or so was that did that feel nice, you know, when you were walking around Kirby Town Centre and like uh, I, or Liverpool or wherever you was? Did or did you feel like a bit of an imposter? I don't I felt a bit I, I, I struggled with it more yeah, than yeah, I was I was yeah. struggled with it. I, I wasn't good at being the affirmation. I, I felt like I had to, I felt the more that people were getting to know me, the more I had to betray myself as being normal. Yeah. Because I didn't want to think I was up my own backside because of it. I was so self-conscious in what people were thinking of me. Yeah. So if, if someone was like bigging me up, I'd be trying to like pull myself away from it. Cringe. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I sort of, people saying to me, you know, you need to put yourself with these and put yourself with them and, and get yourself on Sky. And I just yeah. wasn't interested in, in, in that. I, 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 <laughs> I'd go, I'd go home and, and play on my Xbox with my brother. That's it. And, and like I remember, him when I won the British title, I come into my after party, and it was chocolate. Everyone was partying. Everyone was like, "Oh me!" And I just went away to everyone went home, went to bed. Yeah. Give me that the belt. I just went to bed, and just uh, just kept it simple. I got to around thing thirty six with Tony in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just throwing punches like through my sleep. Yeah, that was the being mad. But yeah. So what happened with your career? When did that kind of end? My career was was a. Uh, do you know what was happening? I was a. Uh, I wasn't getting fights. I would do a few and far between, and I was fighting. And, I st- and I, what I started doing was I started fighting a lot in the in town. I started fighting a lot in the street. And uh, me broke like you can see my hands. I can't sleep my fingers and not. And so my hands were always broken. I needed operations on them and stuff. So my hands were always broken. But I'd take a fight with a broken hand. I've took a fight with a broken nose, broken hands, a broken ankle. And um, I fought from f- cruiserweight against a big, uh, big fella from London in the MEN, and he uh, took the fight on short notice, bad hands. And I remember I was, f- I was fat, I'm like fourteen four. I was for a boxer, I was fat. And I remember I stopped him in the first round. I think hit him with an overhand right. And uh, I was arguing with me dad, going to me dad, who's a favourite? He was going to me dad, pass me me top. My dad's going, I don't know where it is. You want to get me? Top? You shouldn't be fat then, should you? <laughs> this is in the middle of the MEN. Like I was just. I just had no. I just sort of like lost my way a little bit, and I was. I, I'd, I'd fight anywhere, anytime, any condition. Yeah. So you become, you started to become something like a journey, man. Well, no, because I was winning. You were winning. I was winning. I was just. I was just wasn't f- uh, fulfilling my potential, and like I, I the, the two people I got beat by, Tony Dodson. Sorry, that's a lie. You'd love that, Paul Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Schmidt on a split decision, which which could have went either way. And to be fair, I wasn't ready to fight. Yeah. I was, I, I, and the other one was Nathan Cleverly. I got beat by Nathan the, yeah. in, in, in the MEN as well. So, you know, th- they were two people who, who got a win over me. So the rest of the, the rest of them I won. And and to be fair, I was in the fight with Nathan Cleverly. Um, but again, I, sh- I needed to be pulled out of that fight. This is the way that I had bad management. I should have got pulled out of that fight. I had a personal problem that happened the day before. And I should have been pulled because I was, I was re- emotional. Mm. And and my head wasn't on the job, and to the point where I turned up and I had to go into into a sauna, dry all clothes off, and like a leather jacket and everything I was destroyed, de- dehydrated. And I got in, and I was. So who were the top, the top, the top ones in your in your weight category? 
back in your day. I think Carl Frock. Carl, yeah, I used to. I watched Carl Carl Frock, Brian McGee, Robin Reed. For Robin, Robin from Runcorn. Yeah, I was yeah. sparred Robin for Jeff Lacey. I went down and sparred him. Went mm. down to Manchester and sparred him. I got sparring with him. Done really well. Um, I, what about I, who is who's Joe Calzaghi? I sparred Joe Calzaghi as well. Yeah. I, was, I sparred Joe Calzaghi for when he fought. It wasn't Jeff Lacey? Did he fight? He fought someone. I uh, had a good week's worth of sparring with him. Uh, got to gain confidence from that. Yeah. But he was one fit man. Fit. Oh, just one fit man. Yeah. Just like he just doesn't stop throwing punches. That's why he was good at what he was doing. Yeah, just, just he was doing Welsh hills. Yeah. <laughs> Welsh hills. Just like, just I remember, just like coming down and like you just. I, I just like I, I never went past six rounds, so I'm, I'm six rounds. I'm blowing on my backside because yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got the peer pressure of Joe Calzaghi in front of me. Yeah. But I was holding my own. Like the first day, he never had an air guard. On the second day, he wore an air guard. Gained his respect, uh, and and we got better and closer as the, as this as the spars went on. But he was just he was just class, wasn't he? Yeah. And he was heavy-handed. People say he slapped. He, 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 what he done is he blinded you with speed, and then he hit at the end guard. Did he? He was very very clever. Very. It was weird though as well. He was like he wouldn't talk to you before the fight. So you're like, oh, why are you talking to me? You were Felt a bit odd. <laughs> yeah, like you, you, were, you were sound yesterday, and then after the fight, he'd be sound again. Yeah. And then like he wouldn't, he, like he'd get himself into like he was, he was a too professional, wasn't he? Yeah, you're in. A, he focused, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you, I, I've seen like people who are like that where they're just they're in they're in the grip of what's going on, and then they're okay after it. It's, yeah. it's they're like the relief, the release as well, isn't it? Yeah. So what was the decision to to kind of like finish? boxing and move forward I was fighting in a, I got put into prize fighting it was when Rocky Fielding won it he took my place Rocky yeah so I, I was fighting in prize fighter and I, at this moment of time I didn't know what was going on but I was suffering with a bit of illness um, when I was coughing I was going blind a little bit yeah. um, I had all I, I had a, all I weren't telling people because when you're a young lad you don't want to tell them but I had all the green stuff guns running out the base of me back out of my coccyx so, you know, yeah. the hole yeah and I didn't know what it was, but I didn't want to turn around to people and go, you know, and you got to think about like don't want people looking and telling me there's something wrong. Yeah, fear. Uh, so I had pulled out, and no, that's a lie. I I I was out the ring for a bit. Then they wanted me to, um, they wanted me to, they wanted me to have a fight, a comeback fight, and I had it in Manchester against some uh, some some uh, journeyman lads, like win some lose some type of journeyman lads. And I was that drained. I was thrown up and, and I said to my dad, I can't warm up. He went, what do you mean? I went, I can't warm up. Just let me walk to the ring. Walk to the ring. I was just f- floating on. Just, I, was, I wasn't in the fight. I, I, I got a draw out of it. Yeah. But I lost. I lost the fight. Easy. Yeah. I thought I lost it easy. I was crap. I, I had nothing in me. I was running on empty. I had the same feeling in the eleventh round that I did going into the fourth round in that fight against proper fighters. I was that unwell. Come out and, and uh, the next day, me me back just exploded. Coughed, went blind, went to the hospital. My body was fully infected. I had uh, all my white blood cells, the bad ones, took over, and I was in hospital with tubes up my back, draining me out, and and then that took six or seven operations then to get right. Last operation of of that. Uh, so at this moment in time, I go in fit, and then I'm, I have the operations. And every time I have an operation, I think, well, I'm going to eat because yeah. I'm going to go back to gym. But then I need another operation. Then I'm going to eat, and I'm going to go back. To, and then I just went on and on. So I put up put up on about four or five stone. 
The waitress blew up. Blew up. But I was, yeah. it was, I was being greedy because I was deliberately being greedy because in my head I was going to get back fighting again. And I was and I hadn't had a rest for that long, so I thought I'll make the most of it. But I didn't realise around that time as well. I just I had my brain obviously my, my brain my brain tumour was growing. Do you reckon me I've been growing it for nine years? Because it was it's it's that big. Yeah. So that was playing havoc with my hormones in my body as well. So uh, I just blew up in weight and and I sort of never got round to it. I, I I made I made more comebacks than bloody Peter Andre. Do you know what I mean? I was just every every I wanted I genuinely wanted to get back and fight. I just couldn't sustain any sort of diet or any sort of training regime. I just ran out of energy and I was wondering why like, I was I was it was the more I failed, the more I was losing a piece of myself trying to be some trying to trying to get back to where I was and it was never happening. It was knocking me confidence as a, as 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 being me. Yeah, and then obviously it turns out that I was unwell anyway, and it was never going to happen. So you've you had loads, you had illnesses, Under, underlying ones that and you never knew about. Yes, ones I ignored on underlying ones, which yeah. I, which I never knew about. And like I didn't find out about the uh, the tumor till I was driving home from training people in 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 Hammer, doing a, a striking clash with them, and. Uh, Started going blind. These headaches were coming on. I started going blind. Went in, found out I got a giant prolactinoma, and it was a uh, squashing me optic nerves, eroding the base of my skull, and just on my carotid artery, and just taking over my brain space. So how's this tumor now? It got worse. It's got worse. Yeah. Uh, well, it got better. Then it's got worse again. It's grew again. So uh, it's, I'm at a stage now where it's affecting my eyesight. It's um, growing into more space. It's do you think possibly that I've got um it's affected me I've got a bit of brain flu coming out my nose now. Yeah. So I've next time I've got I've got, I've got to walk around with a tube. So if you see me like that, it's because it's I've got to collect it there and then and go into the hospital with it. Because yeah. they left it operation and then they start talking about it. You've got to worry about meningitis and everything with it having your yeah, own side yeah. So I've got another I've got another appointment coming up in two or three weeks and then see what they say with it. See whether they they said if they can't get the tumour to shrink off my nerves I'm going to go blind and I did the operation they did have to operate which you don't really want to because yeah. they, they can't operate on the areas that need to be operated on because it's too it, it, it's it's not worth the risk the reward to risk is and there for them to do it yeah. and how have you um, how have you coped with all this though Tony because it's, uh, it's, it's a lot I don't know I, I, I've read a few of your statuses and I, 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 and I, I, and I feel in, for you I've been in this, this last couple of years I've been in and out of court over my children I've been in in and out of hospital, um, just, 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 it's it's it, it financial problems. Just, but the thing is, like, what else can you do? I, I I got to that phase a few years ago where 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 I was depressed and and I didn't want to be here and and you know done a few a couple of silly things you know and and. Which, which, which happens and it's uh, oh, well, and I say silly things but I, I genuinely at the time I just thought it was just that was my last resort I, I genuinely did you know like <laughs> I'm lying in a field in a, in a caravan with no roof on it just lying looking at the rain at me in the face nowhere to go no people don't know that I, I, I don't really but so it hasn't been easy it, at all has it no it hasn't been easy but I always try and run by the thing that there's always someone worse off than yourself yeah you know I'm I'm there's people dying, I'm still alive and I'm not gonna die. Yeah. Hopefully. So that's the way I just say things. And I, I don't wanna I, I don't know about yourself, but when you've been battered with stuff that much, you become almost numb. 
Yeah. You become immune to negativity, don't you? Yeah. And you just you sort of absorb it, and then you get this ability just to push it away. It's sometimes it's, I, I get, sometimes I get a bit weak, and it, and it does affect me more days on others. But on a whole, I just sort of, I make a laugh and joke out of things when it's just my way of dealing with it. Well, it's, I think for myself, I agree with what you said there. It, it's like it, you become conditioned to to, to see like all that hardship is normal. Yeah. You know, and you cope with it, it. becomes normal. Yeah, you cope with it a bit easier. I mean, you, you, your experiences over the years, you know, they, they, they harden, you know, your soul, and, and you become a little bit more like, okay, it is what it is, and move on. Yeah. Where, as you're growing up, you know, you're, you're, you're a lot more sensitive to things. Yeah. You know, your ego's massive, you know, your hormones are all over the gaff. Yeah. And you got a point to prove, haven't you? And yeah. obviously, because, because of the, the way I was brought up and the way the people I was around and working and things like that. I was sort of, I didn't, I didn't think I had an ego, but I was too eager to be the person at the front because I wasn't, I, I, I never had that, I lacked, I lacked fear, which I wish, I wish I had a bit more, I don't know whether it's You say or, people who lack fear are probably brains average, don't you? Well, I just, I, I, I probably, I, when you think about it, I've been fighting from you the said, age you of said, four. You said earlier on though, didn't you? Like, you know, you have to be tapped in the air to... Yeah. It's I, for I, people who are not a scout, it's tapped, it's like around a bend in a sense, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know yeah. well, when you think about it, most, of, most, most fighters, you know, they might hide it well on camera, but you know them personally, and most of us are around the bend, we are, most, yeah, most yeah, of us no, are tapped. Definitely. We, yeah. we are, we, we, we've got, we, what we do for a living. And, and yeah, you have your struggles. You, you, you dedicate your life to something with a high chance of you're never walking away with anything is is a crazy concept, isn't it? You, you know, dedicate your life to this, even though like the 1% will make it, you could be that 99%, you'll still dedicate your life. Like there's people, there's lads fighting now for five, 600 quids and they're more dedicated than world champions in the millions mm. and, and they'll never make that money but they're dedicated to and I'd take my hats off to them because if I genuinely never thought at the time I couldn't make it, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. I'd have looked elsewhere to try and make money. I, I, I just thought boxing was going to be the way. Yeah. And now you've moved on from, from the whole boxing side of things and you know, you're working in Ashworth now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a mental, well, I'm a nurse, a mental health nurse and assistant now uh, in Ashworth Hospital, which is quite a career change. Um and it's a, it's a it's a surreal world. Yeah, I had an old guest of mine, Ben Atchett. He mentioned you. Yeah, Ben. He, he said you were quite uh, quite helpful and supportive when you were in there. Yeah, I think I, I try and be I try and be different. Do you know what it is, right? I think because I walked in there and one of the patients had me on the wall. One of the patients knew me, and then one of and then obviously staff talk and and then before you know it, it the, the patient <clears throat> not all. Not all patients, but the patients who who had a bit of I won't say a bit about them. That's you know what I mean. Who who, who, who were like the boys? Yeah. They 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 respect me because you know you, you know you're not you're a screw. That's what the mentality is screw. And like, like I'm not a screw. Far from a screw. Yeah. I'm I'm just. To be honest with you, I don't even know I've got the job. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just in here. Yeah. Um, but. I was, all I done was just I was just real, and I, I still I'm just trying to be real and be straight. Like I can't come from a, a qualified point of view because I haven't got all them qualifications. I've just got a lot of a lot of natural a lot of um, skills abilities. skills that I've acquired yeah. just just living a normal life, going through being a being me through life. I've learned my, my own skill set, which which 
seems to help a, a certain type of person in, in, in them situations and not just in, in Ashworth in general you know, with people talking to me and stuff like that mm-hmm. if I have social media it, 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 I just try and uh, give them an opinion because I've been I haven't been I, I've been to places similar to a lot of people yeah. where mental health concerns I've, 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 I've been down I thought tablets was the case I've been to see you know I've Psychiatrist trying to tell me, you know, like what's going, what's on wrong with me? Why am yeah. I feeling like this? I don't understand it. And then, and then, obviously, it turns out with me hormones with the tumor, and it makes sense today. But back then, it didn't make sense to me. I just thought I was going genuinely round the bend. I didn't know why. Um, but I thought I brought I brought that in with 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 them respecting me being a fighter. Yeah, sort of works with me because they res- they have like a level of respect for you, and they don't like they listen to you because they know you're not like. Like you're not just a kid who's still living in the mother's Yeah, but job. even though even working there, you like you, you you know you're surrounded by a lot of notoriously the boys or or, or whatever. You, but I, I, that's how I would describe saying yeah, people yeah, in the yeah. yeah. No, you you get it when you're away. Uh, you know the lads. You know what I mean. People who 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 are a bit more savvy. Yeah. In life, yeah. In, in general, you yeah. know they can kind of like operate in the dark and manipulate yeah. you and and they're good at what they do. And that that's that, that's just uh, you know. It is what it is. So yeah, you must have been surrounded by you know like the notorious kind of uh, gangsters in there and people, killers and murderers and the fucking whole it's, shit. It's, it's it's surreal. It's surreal. How did you, that feel though? It's surreal because you, you you read the paper, yeah, and you watch the news, and you think if he come near me or my family, I'd do whatever I'd have to do. And then you go into work and people who've done things like that, you're then nursing. Mm. You're then making them a cup of tea. You then want to speak to you. You then want to like you you doing the option and stuff like that. And you think, and then you and then you come out. And you get in your car. And you're like, oh, that's just not normal. Do you know what I mean? it, it becomes norm. It becomes norm because you, you you've got, when you as soon as you step through them 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 doors, you have to be non-judgmental. So you can't judge people as professional point of view about what they've done in, in the personal life the day to be nursed by you. But you still have the other side of your brain that, you know. So you got the likes of like Dale Cregan that are in there, and you know he was, you know, all over the papers for fucking blowing people up. So you're working around people like that, and yeah. you know you got the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. You've got oh, fucking don't know who's in there these days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, that's as you a, see them as individuals yeah, and just people. It's a again. It's it's you you read what the the index is and what they've done. And I guess you know everyone knows what what Dale Dale's done. Don't yeah. you know it's, it's all over, it's all over. It's all over social media. It's all in the papers. It's all over the so, news. So so I'm not telling any you know. He's, he, but then when you meet him, yeah, he's not that guy that you'd expect to meet. <clears throat> he's polite, well spoken, um, respectful. And, and and again, I'm not. It's hard because what he done was horrendous. Yeah. What he done was horrendous, and who he was, and, and what he done, and the and the lives that's been damaged by the, the, the that world, is, is 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 I can't, I'm not condoning it. But as a, as I want on a one to one basis, and me being in a non judgmental area, he was good. To, he was he was you can have a conversation with him. He's he's he, like I said he. he it's it's weird because like you you watch something on on the news and then the next day you you'd go into work and you and you'd be playing FIFA with 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 them mm. <laughs> and and crazy and, isn't it? and bantering with them having a game of FIFA. So what you see being portrayed in the in in the papers and, and in the media isn't what you're seeing 
as you're going in there and you, you're seeing a different person from what you're believing people are being told. Because I, 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 I understand what you're saying because I get it. You know what I mean? Where you, you, know, you read about someone and you think, fuck it, that's horrific, that's yeah. horrifying. And then, you know, you've already preempted the, the meeting and what they're like and you've already made that judgment. And, and, you, and you're preparing yourself to to, to, to... to be up against the monster? <clears throat> yeah, well, you prepare yourself to... to um, to have to, 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 to compose yourself because you don't know what's going to come. How you react. How you react. But every t- every day you go into work in, in a psychiatric hospital, yeah. you never know what it's going to be. It's not a nine to five. It's unpredictable. You, can, you yeah. can walk in one day and be absolutely fine. You can walk one day and, and be surrounded by absolute murder, people being it, self-harming, craziness. It, it, it's, it's a crazy hard job. And... and it's it's one of them like 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 so going back to like like so Dale and people like it's so Dale and Ben and that they were just normal lads. I, take away if you didn't t- just just take away their past and yeah. just judge them on what you see today, they were just normal lads. It, it's hard to it's it's hard then to think like you know there's more to them than than yeah. what because because they the good. But in your opinion, do you believe right? <clears throat> like having you know having spent that bit of time with someone that they can change from who they are to, to something something else yeah because of because we've all have yeah i have you have yeah we all have like, it's, it's hard to say <clears throat> it's hard because a lot of people are in are in prison and in, in psychiatric hospitals yeah but we all know people who've probably done just as bad or worse exactly yeah and 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 we shake their hands when we see them. Yeah. It's 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 our life. It's the path we meet on along the way. Being the type of people we are today, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's hard. It's hard to be like. <laughs> it's hard if 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 you live a if you live a straight life and you and and when I say straight life and you don't know you haven't grew up around boxing and you haven't grew up around town and and you haven't grew up around certain people. Then you, you you can judge people, but then like when you come from like so like suppose and we the walk, background that we've the had. background that we've and we and the people we've met and the people yeah. we talk to and the people we've done who we know, we're not that far away from them every day, are we? No. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense, yeah. Okay. It's obviously to the point of like saying it's just that it's that making that decision, isn't it? They've made a decision where it's gone beyond like. It's, it, again, it's 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 down. That I don't ever think it. I could ever do something like that. I don't know why. No, I'm, um, I, I I couldn't. I could. I couldn't. And do. I have thought. Look, don't get me wrong. So, uh, but I've 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 had thoughts. You know, people in my family. Yeah, then it might be a bit bit of a different story. But I kind of stuff that I just can't like. Um, I just I just can't like see myself ever doing something like that. I mean, like the likes of like you've got people from now. You know, you know, as a mature man. But take yourself back twenty years, fifteen years. Yeah. What about them? 2015 years, I was a fucking nightmare. Because that's that's most of the. Let's go back. Let's go back like less than that. To be fair, I was um, I was I was really um, psychotic. I was a different person from the person sitting here today, looking, you know, you in the eye and going, look, yeah. you know, let's talk about this. So yeah, you know, I don't know what. Because these 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 a lot of people haven't committed the crimes in the late 30s. They've created, a lot of this stuff's been done in the early 20s. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That if the like I say, people as they get older, they mature. Well, most people slow down, mature, think about what they're doing a bit more. They have a lot more to lose. Yeah. Like when I was in my mid twenties, early twenties, 
I had nothing to lose. Yeah. Now I've got four kids. I'm terrified of. I'm terrified of, of, of being pulled and getting three points because yeah. I don't want it to affect affect anything yeah. involving my children. It's it, it's your mentality completely changes, doesn't it? Yeah. With with I, I think with, with your age and, and and maturity. Yeah, definitely. It's for me. It's like there's that breath between the decisions that you make. You know, where you're not just acting on instinct and doing things and then there's a consequence. You're actually like playing a tape a little bit forward and go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Take your own inventory. You know, yeah. think about what you've said. You well, know. That's one thing I've tried to do though. I've tried to surround myself with people who can tell me and give me some sense instead of, yeah, go on. Like like I've got yeah. I've got a friend, Jason is um Jason his name is he's a very successful man. Lovely fella. If I've got a problem, I'll phone him up and I'll run past him and say, Hey Jay, what do you think of this? And he'll go, Well, just take a minute, what do you think? And then or sit on it twenty four hours, come back and we'll have this conversation again. And by the time that happens, I've completely it's gone, it's fizzled out. Well that's important. I I believe that's you know, the, that communication is very therapeutic with someone else because yeah. for me it's like, you know, I've always like ran on my face for it. Yeah. Instead of sat and then that, that was me. Like if I could walk down the road, I, I, you know, I, I've got to think about what my aim, my agenda is, what my motive is. Yeah. Right. Why am I doing this? Question it, and then rationalise it, uh, and then and then. But all it. in a split second. Yeah. So, you know, and people, it might sound like a big thing when you go, okay, so what is my agenda? What's my motive? I've got to, I've got to, I've got to question what I'm doing. I've got to think about the right thing. Which way am I going to go? How is it going to play out if I do this? You could do that within within a split second. It doesn't have to take a, a whole day thing, but at the same time, you know, I've had to like, like share information with, with, with friends and get their feedback. And it's probably not what I wanted to hear. Cause you, you know, I'm used to people saying, yeah, fucking sort that, do this, do that. But when it's just like, well, sit back lad, remember how you was and how you behaved and how you reacted. Yeah. You're just on the receiving end of yourself when you're speaking to this other person. Exactly. You know, because when someone's like that to you, fucking hell, that's exactly what I was like. Yeah. You know, and and what was you when I was exactly like that? I was just a scared, uh, vulnerable kind of like trying to be someone, but inside I was just fucking wanting to be liked. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, I think that's the thing. With, 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 oh, I understand what you're saying. Wanting to be liked because you, but you've also. I'm not saying you had to be say being an art case, but you couldn't show a sign of weakness either. No, in in in, in a, it doesn't have to be like a bullying way, but. You know, if 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 in Liverpool, if someone puts it on your toes, you can't back down. No. You can't. I I, I can't. I even I think that's just something that's bred into us. Even now, like even if the artist man in the world come to me and said, "Do you want me to fight?" I'd say yeah. I'd I'd say yeah. I'd probably get, well, I would get me a punched in, but I'd still say yeah and have a go. And all, it's, I think that's that's just our pride as well that gets involved. It's, I, it's I, the male ego, isn't it? It is, and you know what, Tony, I agree with you. You know, I could I could walk through town and, and when I'm working and doing things and people like here and, and the buried and. And, and they're getting a little bit boisterous with me and you know you're looking at it and you think you know what right how do i respond to this because this is a response yeah. now it's not a reaction the reactions the reactions like but your fast twitches like that yeah, in your hands yeah you're ready and, and, <laughs> yeah but i'm, and I'm thinking to myself i've got to ask myself what have i got to prove here you know and i've had that one where i've walked away and and, and i felt like i've heard that little voice in my head saying you shit house you fucking shit bag they're judging you, they're laughing at you and, and you're walking away and you're telling yourself and that's when you go back. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then it's a fucking problem. And I've done it loads of times and yeah. I've had my head punched in and, you know, I fucking punch people's heads in because of the way I, my thinking. It's like, you know, that one so is a good one for you, mate. You know, like, you ever, who, 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 do you think I'm a dickhead? Do you ever heard anyone say that to you? All the time. And you the think, minute someone says that to you, what's your first thing you think? 
Well, you've already just told me you're yeah. anti-rabbi, I'm yeah. going to say that. You just go like that, what the fuck am I? I must have been thinking about what my fucking mom was going to say there. I haven't been thinking. You're doing my thinking, by the way. So, yeah. I used to always say that. Does he think I'm a fucking... I'm doing his thinking. So, yeah, we... Uh, I do that. I do that, but I don't say it to him. But I do that in my own head. I yeah. think he must think I'm an idiot. Yeah. And then and then I'll... I'll, I'll that, that'll manifest in my head for yeah. the rest. Oh, you cultivate it? Oh, yeah. and... and, and, and uh, uh, we have a, again, it's me and me, me, Jason, we have a little thing, we like world, world champion haters. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can just hate someone in your head and you just want to do it, but you can't now, can you? Because yeah. You're plotting up. You're plotting, yeah. <laughs> exactly, but then as long as it's only plotting, you're okay. And they're all built from resentments, and I've, li- I've realised that over the years, like a resentment is like, it's French for resent, it's raison say, so what happens is you keep resenting that, that thought and that feeling. Yeah. So it's the thoughts, the feelings, and then and then and then the actions that, that yeah. come of it. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's always been that with me. You know, we'll get a thought, and then it become a feeling. Yeah. One of anger. Yeah. Jealousy, envy, or something. Yeah. And then it'll be like you know there'll be a, there'll be an action because of that, and then there'll be a consequence ultimately. Yeah. You know, and I think that's all because that's all being caused because of a, a thought. You know, so it goes down that road. And it's something that you have to deal with within a split second. Yeah. Even though that that sounds like a, a, a long thought out plan, it's all if someone's in front, of you, you've got to deal with that. Like and that's that. what people say to me. You know, you're in, you know you're an inspiration. You've changed. You, you've done this. You've done. Look, but I've I've only just become aware. It's like I'm just growing up. Like you said, and you've said a, a lot on this podcast. So only is about you know maturing as you grow yeah. older. Now you can mature if you choose to. If, if you want to be, see a lot of, and that's why I don't get with a lot of these. And, and and a lot of people now, like I said, and when I said to you before, and I'll, I say say again, some people come on and do good in the podcast. Some people come on and want to flex the muscles on podcasts. Yeah, I'm gonna tell everyone how hard they are. I'm not into that. And if you have to tell people how hard you are, that's a bit sad. Yeah. So, but like 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 to yourself, you're coming on and you're doing good. And you're giving people a chance to 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 tell a story. Like I said to you, like would anyone want to listen to my story? Be giving me an opportunity for people to listen. They might be interested. They might not. But. Yeah. At least, at least, at least I'm having a go with having and, and 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 we're talking about it, aren't we? Yeah. Which are giving people a chance. Um, and I think like this as well, it, it can give someone a platform to change as well. I've noticed a lot of people who've been on a podcast. They then try and bounce off that in a positive way. Yeah. And try and do a positive spin off it, which I think is a good a good platform for people. Some people need that little bit of that. Like I say, I'll use the word platform again, but just to bounce off and and, and then go and do something positive because you see a lot of people trying to help. Kids in the streets these days aren't you going down the wrong roads and things like that. A lot of people trying to do that. Yeah. But I think it's a lot deeper and more complex than... Well, yeah, so I've been involved in something like that for a few years now. Um, well, let's see, it was two years. Yeah, we're, we're like, it's weapons down, gloves up. You know, we're not talking about, like, like put your knife down and hashtag drop the knife. Because I've had that said to me all my life. You know, it, it, I was thinking about this. No matter what you say to somebody... It, does it is it going to make it a blind bit of difference? No, because the people you get into, uh, a lot of this social media stuff, a lot of people you're coming into contact with and you, you're trying to touch, they're not on social media. They're on the street. Yeah, they're not on. They're not on. So they're not listening to you. They're, they're on the street. Because yeah, I always remember not listening to drug counsellors growing up. My ma used to have them around at, at the door, and I'd be like, "What the fuck does he know?" Yeah, he's turning up in a shirt and a tie and a clipboard. It's telling me I need to get my shit together. He's never fucking took a drug in his life. It was but only that's the thing. Yeah, you just did the nail on the head. If it's someone who's been around that, exactly, and, yeah. and they're saying it, and they've spent a lot of time in jail, and, and like they've been in the York case in a different country, you know, it, it's like 
You can identify. Yeah, you, and you listen to them because you go, you, well, you haven't just put your head in a book and just become a got a degree and, and you're telling me what's what and you've never, you've never smoked weed in your life and you tell me about drugs type thing. Yeah. If someone's walked the walk and, and, and you've got to and you're like, well, I've spent so many years of my life in jail yeah. and I've done this and done that and I've got to live with them, this, that and the other. I'll, I'll listen it, to that more. It'd be a different story if you like, if like you had a platform and you're using it, but you had no integrity in what you were doing, you know, outside of uh, the platform. Yeah. Wasn't fucking coinciding with the yeah. goodness that you that you that you you're telling everyone you're doing. Yeah. Then, you know, there's something wrong then. Uh, but yeah, I agree with what you said before. You know, you don't need to come on here and, and pretend you know you're hard or this that and the other. It's just no. about like you know we're here to just like. Give a little bit back. This, this is a gamble for me. This is my first podcast. I, I I deliberately stayed away from it because I didn't know. I don't know how I'm going to come across. I don't know what I what I say or offend anyone. Don't mean to, but you know, because because obviously I watched your podcast and I trust you. Yeah. I've done this one, but it, it's it's one of them, isn't it? If you're going to come on, just come on. Tell t- tell your story, and if you can help people along the way, then that, that's a bonus, isn't it? So, what would you? What would your bit of guidance be for someone who needs help along the way? What would you share to them? <clears throat> I get asked this on, on on social media all the time. People messaging me, <clears throat> and what it is because I'm quite open about my illness, about my life, about my depression. <clears throat> I get lads who will rather come and speak to me, and I won't say, and, and I've never repeated them. I won't say the names, but I put a few little nice comments up just to like you know. Positive quotes. Yeah, and it's nice to, to you know to, to, to feel like someone's got that thing about you, but I think the f- f- initial thing you need to do is you you to change. You've got to really want to. Change. I know a lot of people like a lot of people speak to me and they go, oh, "I want to change. I want to do this. I want to do that," but they're not quite to that stage where they can change. At that moment in time, do you want to change? It's like starting a diet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you start your diet on a Monday, but on Wednesday you've broken it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you haven't got out that. You, you haven't got to that place where. It's the cycle of it. There's yeah, a pattern. Yeah. You haven't got to that place where I think a lot of people hit rock bottom and there's nowhere else to go. And then once you get, I don't know about yourself, you've been here, and I'm sort of like half talking on myself as well. Once you get yeah. to rock bottom, there's no. You, you either go that way or or you're pretty or you pretty much stay where you are stay where you are and and, and then like you, the, 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 obviously with the depression and everything around it and then you the, the abusing of the body you, 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 it, it's a matter of time before something happens and you and you and, and you you die one way or another isn't it yeah yeah and, and you affect people and i've always you. i've always like said this i think you know you know i'm grateful for the life that i've been given you know i've had a few tough experiences over the years and um, I've learned from them I grew from them as well and it's also allowed me to uh, be a part of me my family's life you know my mum my brother my sister and having them for the first time come to me and ask me for a bit of guidance whereas before I was just begging and pleading for a, for a pound note off them yeah. you know causing loads of stress causing loads of uh, pain and misery to a point where they were Glad when I got arrested and put in jail, you know. Where now? From you. Yeah, and now it's like it's like they like they could be on the phone. Well, you know, what do you think about this? And it's it, it, that's that's a beautiful kind of. Uh, what you feeling. do with your Joe at the minute? You don't mind me mentioning his no, name? No, 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 no. It's, it's great. It's just like it's it's inspirational. I I, I said it to you, didn't I? Like the, like you've got him tackling 
obstacles that have been a big major part in his life and he's doing it with a smile on his face and with yeah. and his character and his personality is getting better as he as, as he's growing in his confidence with yeah. Randy as well isn't he he's, he's he's Joe's got autism and off camera he can be a little bit uh, ski with people see you know he's on camera and and you know, well, I'm around that, so I get that. Yeah, and, and not just that. We're not all of us are 100 percent every single no, day. No, no, and that's what it is. He, he can be a bit of a grinch, and he could be this, that, and the other. But he, 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 he's got that. He's got that way where he thinks you know I'm wrong, I'm in the wrong. So and I'll admit it, and and I'll make amends. Well, that's that's good. To have that's that what capacity. he does. He goes. He's got good. He goes like you know what? I'm sorry about that, Bill. Uh, and he'll move on from it. That's good. And he's not scripted, and there's it's yeah. it's so I love. That relationship that, that I've got with him. Have Have you thought about trying to take him more down a positive road? In what sense? Like supporting Liverpool. Liverpool FC. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Everton stuff's just it's very negative, isn't it? <laughs> I know he's the main Everton fan at the minute. <laughs> As you we'll, we'll leave it at that. So uh, yeah, so I don't so, think I'll be his favourite podcaster. No, he's, will he's, I? He's 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 he's, he's, he's one for the, the the city and one for the community. He's our kid, you know. He he's, he is what he, he's just yeah man of the year. So moving on, I've enjoyed this little podcast. What about um? See, I always say this, so right. So, what pearls of wisdom would you have for someone? I know we've shared a lot yeah, anyway. You yeah. know what I mean. So, what pearls of wisdom would you have to share with a young Tony Quigley coming through those doors of life? What would you tell your younger self? Oh, surround yourself with the right people. Just think about what you do before you think about your actions before you do them. Take it. Like I'm, I'm like you. Like a thought coming to my head, or someone come into me going, "Oh, this is just I'm coming. Let's go." Yeah. Like I haven't even had this. I I haven't even had thought about it. Like, well, just, I haven't had the chance to to say to him, "Well, what, what happened?" Before mm. he's even finished, I'm like, "Come on, let's go and deal with it then." And like, like just that, just yeah, step back. And, and and think things over, think things over, be and just don't react straight away. Because th- things in the heat of the moment never seem to be as bad the next day, do they? No. Do you want know I to mean once you sleep on something? And that's the major thing. That people and I still get wound up now, and I have to I have to get on the phone to me mate, and he goes, just sleep on it, sleep on it, and and, and just see how you feel. And once you sleep on it, go, well, it doesn't mean that much to me now. Where there was a major problem the day before. Yeah. Just sit back, think. Think and go and speak to someone. Not don't go and speak to someone who's who's a bit of a yeah yeah go on lad go on lad yeah 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 don't 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 speak to him. He's the worst person you can speak to. Speak to someone who'll tell you you're wrong. They're the people you want to speak to. They're your real friends. Yeah, the ones who'll tell you you're in the wrong or you need to think about what you're doing or you're gonna end up. The ones who'll tell you the negative when because you know you're you're doing something wrong. You you just want someone to to tell you it's okay to do it. If someone's telling you it's not okay, listen to them because they yeah. see something. Go and go and speak to them and have a conversation with them. Brilliant. Or go and speak to someone like yourself via a multi or myself via messenger. Yeah. On on a social media and and run a past someone with a bit of life experience. Yeah. And that's what I'll do. I'll put all your descriptions within the um, the podcast. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, it's only via social media, Facebook. You can ask you a question, and you know you can get back to them on that. It is nice to uh, feel that you've you can be a benefit to someone else's well being. And again, that's because of the, the life I've had. And the joint is because you've been in this pu- public eye a bit, but they've seen you struggle and suffer a bit. You're easier. Pu- I think I'm easily approached. I, I yeah. don't. I'm not. I'm a bit. I'm a bit like yourself, and a bit like other people I've seen on your podcast. Is like 
there's no, there's no, nothing fancy over here. Yeah. It's, I'm just, I'm just a lad who could fight. Yeah, nice. I, I, and, 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 and never made, more made it gone. So <laughs> I'm just a working <laughs> man now. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just, it's just, we just, we just who we are, aren't we? Yeah. And, and if we can help someone along the way or give some advice. Like I say, I, I, I have to go seek advice of people wiser than me. I'm not wiser at all, yeah. but I know a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. in 10 years' time, I'll be in a better position and can guide people even more. But you're, 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 you're I'm 48 now, so. You're, you're, you're like, you're, what, what? You're I'm like prehistoric. You're 11, yeah, well, yeah. I was, I was didn't know where to pick you, 11, 12 years older than <laughs> yeah, me, aren't yeah, you? So yeah. that you've got that 12 years' worth of experience on top of your life experience as yeah. well, on top of me. So you're always like, yeah. It's important to reach out. It's just how we. It's just how we use our experiences. We do we use it for a positive, or we do we use it for a negative? Yeah. Do we help? Do we decide to help someone, or do we stay in our lane and just make sure we're okay? Yeah. And and there's too many people looking at. Well, I understand people looking after themselves. That's what you've got to do first and foremost. There's no point helping everyone else when you need help yourself. And sometimes you can overhelp. But it is. So it's, it's it's nice to be nice, and it's good but to it, be. But, kind of, but if yeah. you if you can have a conversation with someone that can change their mentality. Yeah. What's the arm in giving someone 10 minutes of your time? Exactly, yeah. I agree, yeah. Simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, and with that, I'd like to say nice one, Sony, for a... Uh, come along. <laughs>